Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. So in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be joined by one of my regular co-hosts, Jamal. And if you listen all the way to the end of the video, he talks about doing a little bit of a rebranding from Locked and Loaded JDM. And he's still thinking about what his new brand name is going to be. I was suggesting Clay and Cars. Sounds great. Uh, so hey, if you agree with me, <laughs> let him know. Uh, but in this episode, we're going to actually be talking about some pretty serious stuff. I... Um, if you're clicking on this from Instagram, uh, you know, I, the, the point of this podcast is to discuss something that's happened very recently, which is kind of like a, a bit of a falling out that I've had with the guy who is the real life, uh, basically, you could basically say that like, well, his family owned the, the real tofu shop that was used as the model for the tofu shop initial D. So he's kind of like the real life Takumi Fujiwara, um, and basically, if you have no idea what's been going on, uh, this individual has been throwing a lot of shade at me on, on his Instagram, uh, which is very disappointing because we I considered him a friend for over five years. I, I thought his uh, story was really interesting and really fascinating. And um, yeah, he just kind of uh, kind of kind of kind of went at me. Um, and it's very disappointing. And uh, he's made a bunch of statements that I don't think are true at all. And so in this in this podcast, uh, I was I was talking about this offline with with my co-host uh, Jamal, and uh, you know suggested we do a podcast, and he can just ask me all the questions that he has. And this was very cathartic for me because I was able to you know, just get it off my chest, and uh, I don't feel I did anything wrong at all. Uh, and this is kind of very unfortunate situation but it kind of speaks to you know people are complicated so let's see where the chips fall but uh i feel like it's fair for me to put this out on my end so i hope you guys enjoy this podcast and i'll catch you guys once again at the end hey dude Hey, bro. Welcome to the podcast. Can you hear me? Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No, no worries. No worries. So, yeah, we're, we're just going to start again. Uh, we recorded a quick clip, like a one-minute clip before this, but we were having some audio issues. So we'll just get started from here. Is this sounding okay on your end? Yeah. Uh, my phone always has issues, so but it's all good. <laughs> it's time to upgrade. I'm eyeing that new iPhone 13 Pro, bro. I'm sure you can hear me now. I've kind of switched to my uh, my beats by Dre, so <laughs> yes, should I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Yep, yep, I can hear you. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, it's time to uh, maybe upgrade some gear. I need I need to upgrade my phone, as I was saying. So, uh, I've been eyeing that new iPhone. Looks good. You got the the 12, don't you? Oh, the 12. No, Pro. I've got the 11, 11 Pro. So I'm already a couple generations back. So I think it's time to upgrade to the 13. And it's looking good. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it. Is it because uh, I, I kind of gave up on iPhone? Because <laughs> I find that every three years, they like battery looks <laughs> like crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, but it's the, that's the price you pay. That's the price you pay. It's funny though because yes. you say you you kind of got me wanting to get an iPhone again. So, but I, <laughs> I, said, I said I said like seven sentences about it. <laughs> well, no, because I always see you using it in your videos, and like, oh, dude, it's great! I love it. It's so powerful, 
equipment. It's so, um, I mean, I use it to film videos, you know, like one of my recent videos had a million views. The whole thing was shot on the iPhone. So in fact, the video I'm editing right now is shot on the iPhone. So it's, uh, it's, it's great. And that's the thing I think I underestimate uh, with content creation that you, all you really do need is your phone. You don't have to have like the biggest camera. That's absolutely correct. In fact, you know what? I mean, in 2021, if you use like an older phone, like let's say you use like uh, a mini DV camera with those cassette tapes, you know, it's like super, super low quality. Yeah. But everything you're shooting is like 2021. It would have like this super cool aesthetic to it. Oh, that actually would uh, be a, a different kind of contrast. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. It's like if you take a film camera and... And you go to, well, you know, last year I was bringing, I should do it again, but I used to bring around a film camera and just like take pictures randomly um, of, you know, car stuff and just like use my life. And then when I get them printed out, it's super cool because they have a, the quality obviously isn't as good as, as any digital camera, but it has this kind of like patina and it has like this vintage kind of effect to it, especially if you use one of those older film cameras. It's great. Like your boy Jan was uh, talking about, like the, the kind of vintage look, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about definitely... that aesthetic. Well, especially with '90s JDM cars. Come on, <laughs> it's yeah. the best way they look. <laughs> exactly. It's and then it's cool because it's like, oh wait, was this 1990 or 2020? <laughs> yeah, I get what thinking. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, dude. So, yeah. Yeah. By the way, I am at I'm at I'm at Tully's Coffee. Tully's is one of the popular cafe chains here in Japan. Uh, of course, Starbucks is super big. Tully's is kind of the right competitor. Um, I'm just drinking a caramel latte. Caramel latte. Caramel latte. That's a, that's a, that sounds like a good latte, to be honest. With you. I thought you would honestly uh, be trying it since it's fall. And um, I heard that uh, Starbucks now gives pumpkin, pumpkin spice latte. They do, in fact. Yeah, uh, I had it the other day. And, uh, you know, it made me feel like I needed to buy Ugg boots or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin that's... spice latte. I, I can't lie. It smells so nice. It smells. It smells like, I don't know, like when you're going on like a, a nice fall crispy day. It does. Here in like Toronto. Yeah, no, it's great. It's a beautiful day. I'm just enjoying. I'm, I'm enjoying this beautiful weather. Hope we prepare to talk about this serious topic. Uh, yeah. Kind of. Uh, yeah, contrast. <laughs> I need yeah, that contrast. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? Maybe uh, I think people clicked on this this podcast to, to hear um, my thoughts uh, or, you know, Backstory and my thoughts on the, about this whole this whole issue. Um, so why don't we just get started on it, and then maybe we'll just try to you know, get get through it, get through it, and then we'll you know transition to some happier happier stuff. So yes, think of me as Fraser. <laughs> what's that? I said you can think of me as Fraser, <laughs> Fraser Crane yeah. from that. Show. Yeah, you're perfect. You're my, you're my psychologist today. So, <laughs> oh man, I I need a. Jeez, oh, I need a drink after this whole thing. Yeah, so you know what? For for people who have no idea what we're talking about, uh, let me give you a quick backstory of like what's going on, and 
And then also Jamal, you can chime in and you can like ask us some questions. I'll 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 let you like ask the questions mostly actually. Sure. But I just want to set the stage and kind of explain mm-hmm. what's currently going on. Uh so you know if, um if you guys have been following my channel for any length of time, you know it's I, I I'm all about the JDM life because I came here to came to Japan on the jet program and I was placed here in Gunma where I am right now. And uh, that's the location, the real life location of the anime initial D. And I, I, I always thought that was super cool that I happened to get placed here. And so I, one of my ideas when I was first starting to make YouTube videos and stuff was to do kind of like a comparison between like initial D and real life and try to see how real it was essentially. And I had, you know, I made a couple of videos and the most crazy, crazy thing happened, which was I, I randomly met, uh, you could even say maybe it was like, I don't know, fate or something, but we, we kind of just like met accidentally at a local McDonald's here in Denmark while I was editing one of my videos, he kind of stumbled upon you know, saw me editing videos, and, and and he saw like a Drift Hunter sticker on my laptop. So he, he googled it while he was standing in line for uh, ordering dinner with with his family. And then he stumbled across my videos, and then it turns out he is the what he said was he is the um, the his family owned the tofu shop in the titular anime uh and essentially he was the guy who was like doing deliveries up and down uh you know as, as he was taught by his father so he was basically real life takumi and you know for, for somebody who was making a documentary about initially in real life this was just the most mind-blowing occurrence ever and so from there we kind of like became friends and then now fast forward like five years or so um, it's really been that long, eh? <laughs> it's been quite long. Yeah, it's it's been yeah probably half a decade or so. Uh, but we had like this big falling out just a few days ago. And if you were to things, I don't want to promote him, so you would have to like look him up. But if you're already following him, uh, you will see basically. Yeah, it's kind of like a shit show. He's just kind of like attacking me, um, and it's kind of perplexing. It's very disappointing. And in this podcast, I kind of want to set the story straight uh, because he's making like a bunch of like, uh, like he, what he's saying just doesn't even make sense. But I'm, I want to approach it from his perspective. And I'm actually this morning um, through a mutual friend, I had sent him a message and he tried to call me last night, but I had a headache from all this. So I just, I had slept through the entire thing. And um I woken up, I, I tried to send some messages and he's not responding. So anyway, that's where this is at. I don't know how it's going to be resolved. So uh, it's not like I'm trying to throw in a shade or something, but I want to at least, like you said, you're my Frazier today. So let's let's have a talk about it and then let's see oh. where the chips fall where they may. Uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, it's it'll be okay. But yeah, yeah. Well, I'm... My first thing is, um, since this happened, um, what is your take on his credibility now in terms of, you know, 
all that uh, he's saying. Right, about is he who he says he is? Essentially, is he is he the the uh, son of the owner of the tofu shop, right? Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. like, does his family own that tofu shop? Uh, for, for me, it's like I would say like ninety percent, like mm-hmm. like maybe eighty five or ninety percent. Like he showed me like a lot of stuff. Um, uh, he's shown me like um, like pictures of him inside the upper the second floor of the tofu shop. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and he's like, "Yeah, this was this was basically my room," and he was like, "Like, he has like pictures of the inside of the tofu shop from the the shop side." Uh, it, I mean, it wasn't like a, a restaurant or anything. It's just like, it's like, it's like the whole the whole first floor is basically a kitchen for making tofu. Like, that's all mm-hmm. they made, right? They made they mm-hmm. made like tofu and they made like fried tofu. And so it wasn't like there was like this restaurant where you could sit down and order like some tofu dishes. No, it was like they just made tofu and they would, you know, then go around and deliver that tofu to the other local restaurants and, uh, um, you know, like, like, uh, Ryokan, like J- Japanese style inns in, in the area. And, mm. and so he, ha- he showed me like a lot of pictures of the inside and then he showed me a bunch of other stuff like how, the, when the store was being closed down due to new zoning zoning laws, uh, he was the one who was, on behalf of his, his family, ostensibly, uh, going around collecting signatures so that he could bring it to City Hall and say, hey, there's this many people who do not want this place to close, and could you please uh, not, not... Well, it's not like the... It's not like the city wanted to be... wanted to close it, per se. Um, mm-hmm. It's essentially like the owner had already passed away, uh, but like the shop was like still like the land was there and there was a building there, right? There was a tofu building there. Um, mm-hmm. And but due to like the new city zoning laws, they wanted to make a new road there. Essentially, they. Yeah, I don't know the, all the legal details of it. But essentially, uh, the city decided that. Um, that street that the shop was on would be kind of redone and it was basically there's a new road there and there's like a exactly where the house used to be it's just the tofu shop used to be it's it's just somebody's house some random normal normal person's house um and then in front of that is, is a convenience store uh so that's how the the place stands now um you know, I don't know the specifics of his family, if, if he, his family still owns that land or whatever. Uh, mm. But I would say, in fact, like before this whole thing went down, I did go and shoot this other, we spent the entire day, like shooting a whole bunch of videos together. In fact, like it took, we spent like literally probably 15 hours straight just hanging out, uh, wow. shooting videos. And, you know, I let him drive my car, the Forrester SCI. Um, and you know, he, he, he told us his you know basically his, his life story throughout throughout the day. Um, mm. And and so yeah, uh, I was able to basically just spend the whole day with him, and and I felt pretty much like yeah, I I think this would would have been a good update to the to the. I think I made like just one or two videos actually about the story 
uh, way back. And then there's yeah, actually reasons too. for that, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And, and like I've said, like, like I've known it for like five years. So you would think like we, I, w- I would have made like all these videos with him and stuff, but there's, there's actually like, and we can get into it in this video or in this podcast, but there have been reasons why I have uh, not just decided by myself, but through careful consultation with people I know, uh, especially my wife, um, I decided to exercise caution with putting out those videos. Okay. So just based on what you're saying, you, you did find them uh, fundamentally credible. But I guess just with other things that have come to light previously and now, it kind of has brought a lot of red flags, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, red flags is a good way to put it. It's, it's yeah. um, um, yeah, throughout, throughout the past several years, I, I, I would see like these red flags, which would, well, for one thing, um, cause me to kind of recon- reconsider. Uh, and, and, you know, definitely it, it made me feel like there's a possibility that uh, the story that he gave me is, is, is not what is, it should be. <laughs> no, it, it, it says it to be. Exactly how he says it is. Uh, I mean, at this point, like, I do believe that he is like, like his is either his father or his grandfather owned the tofu shop. Uh, mm-hmm. And th- and then like he did like these tofu deliveries, and then he did have like this uh, impresa, uh, and. And there, there are like these these other details, but like, like for example, like there is this picture of like him with this Impreza, right? Uh, like if you just mm-hmm. look at it, it doesn't actually look like a WRX STI, but it might be. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just not sure. It's it's very difficult to see, and it doesn't have a big wing, so it's a little bit mm-hmm. inconclusive as to whether it's just like a base model Impreza or if it was like a WRX STI. Yeah, like, so that one, for example, um, and. Yeah, l- let me let you ask questions. You okay. Ask, well, ask a, uh, you know, somebody who is very interested in this story, as I'm sure everyone's listening right now, <laughs> what are the questions that you want to know instead of just letting me talk for like hours? Okay, so my question is, first, I guess you could say, is on the onset of meeting him, was there any discussions that he brought up about Things that could be monetized for uh, himself. So way back then, no. Um, and we, it, the good thing is, we had kind of like this, uh, this unspoken agreement, or like, I don't know if you say unspoken agreement, but it, it was just like, like it, it felt like um, he wasn't pressuring me to do content like with him, but like mm-hmm. we, it, it, it was kind of like. Well, if I was in Gunma, and then if there was a chance, then maybe we'll like hang out, and then uh, if if it if it might be something interesting to shoot, then we, we would like maybe try to shoot something, right? Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but it 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 did also feel like my impression was that he. He's a, it's interesting because he's a big fan of Initial D himself. 
And I'm just like speculating, but um, I think there's like this complicated inter interaction uh, w- w- between, you know, the fact that he he knows that like the story it's kind of like partially based on like him and his his you know the things his youth his life mm-hmm. uh but it's never explicitly acknowledged anywhere um and it is also um like the fact that he met me and then like this was kind of like the project that i was working on it's kind of like spectacularly coincidental yeah uh so I think maybe, you know, maybe from his perspective, he was like, yeah, there's some sort of, there's meaning to this, you know, he's describing some meaning to this. And it's, it's uh, like, like, maybe he thought like, this is like his, this is the chance for him to be able to tell his story as well. And, and I thought that was fair. You know, I thought that would be like, you know, like nobody knows that he, about the fact that, Aside from like you know maybe he's got like a small circle of like followers on Twitter or or whatever whatever platforms, and you know for the past five years like he was always pretty active within those like within like Twitter and like within like now Instagram. This is kind of like the the point that we're gonna dig into a little bit later, but um, you know he he's always been trying to kind of put himself out there as being like yeah he's the guy like he's like the real Takumi you know. Um, Hmm. And and uh, I probably if that was me, maybe I would also be be kind of like that, you know. If if there was literally like a series made about me, and I, I basically knew it, and that was wasn't really being acknowledged in any, anywhere, um, you know, it's it's like if if one day. Uh, some movie producer came in and talked to me, right? And uh, maybe like I met him at a bar or something, and I told him like my life story, or maybe at that group or something, right? And then he's like, mm-hmm. "Interesting. Okay, tell tell him more." And he just like I just tell him like my life story, and then later mm-hmm. on I go and read like there's this movie that is literally about exactly what my life was, and be like, "Hang on a minute." So it would kind of feel kind of like that, I bet, right? And then yeah. I, I suppose, depending on your personality, but probably for me, I would I would kind of be like, that's me, that's me, right? And I would kind of want people to know. So from that perspective, like I can kind of understand it. The reason the reason I asked is because from what I know, um, for initial D, when I initially started getting into it, and and I'm I'm just pulling up some facts here. Um, initial D's uh, young manga magazine. Uh, started on 1995, right? Yeah. And it was um, the illustrator, and it was written by uh, Shuichi Shigeno. Yep, Shigeno. And um, it was also inspired by Keiichi Tsuchiya. Yes. The Drifting. Yeah. So being that, that was what I fundamentally knew that those were the beginnings of Initial D. And then when I I, I saw your, your, your friend on your vi- in your video, I thought, okay, well, it could be possible that they had like a behind the scenes consultancy or something like that. But I never heard him, at least not through any of the uh, translations that you uh, made, to mention any of these things. So that's why it kind of 
uh, I was wondering, is this just really a hardcore diehard fan that had like, as you said earlier, I'll use the same word, coincidence that he was doing the same thing as Initial D? Well, and, what he uh, what he told me was that literally, like Shigamasan, the author, like actually physically came to his house and he had a conversation with him. Okay. And so, yeah, you know, from his his story was that Shigamasan basically came to Gunma and talked to a bunch of. I don't know if he like talked to or he was just like going around the area doing doing research, basically doing field research, right? Mm-hmm. And just trying to trying to trying to understand what that world is and trying to figure out what the what the story what the story would be and what he said was like one one day he went to the uh, tofu shop you know that that tofu shop and then he saw like the impreza parked outside and you know you know jin was just kind of standing outside or standing inside or whatever right um Mm -hmm. and then shikana-san was like oh this interesting place whose whose car is this and he's like, oh, it's, it's my car. And it's like, mm, interesting. Like, so you do the deliveries? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do the deliveries like up and down um, to the you know, various areas of you know various spots around around here. And um, and so he was kind of like, mm, I see, I see, I see, I see. And that was kind of it. Kind of, you know, um, that like what I what I gather from it is like that aspect was likely a an important part of it and then later on for the there's a movie there's an initial d movie a live action one uh produced in hong kong in uh the early 2000s probably 2001 or 2002 and the that tofu shop like the tofu shop that that jun said his family owned that was the mm-hmm. tofu shop that was used as the the setting for the movie for the tofu shop in 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 the movie so mm-hmm. so do you know what i mean it's like this the the real life place was used as the setting for the anime or uh, the manga and the anime which was then used as the location one of the locations for the live action adaptation and then so they put the uh, that iconic um, storefront tarp over the 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 real one, and mm-hmm. then they just kind of like kept it there until the shop was uh, closed and the, the shop was torn down. And okay. so, do you know what I mean? So it's like so. Basically, the question is like, um, is he related to that family? And then I was satisfied that he was. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. So like, I mean, his his name is Fujinoki. Okay. And then the mm-hmm. the shop in real life, uh, the name of the shop was Fujino. Okay. But um, mm-hmm. um. So what he told me was like the, like it's not clear why, why it was like not called like Fujinoki Tokuten, but Fujino. No. Yeah, I think yeah, Fujinoya Tokuten. Um, and apparently it was because you know they wanted to keep like some, I don't know, like the the family name and the brand name separate, I suppose. Okay. Uh, so I mean, you know, when I hear that, like I'm 
I'm like, I can, I can. It, it, it sounds like he's like related. Uh, but it's, it's also kind of like the, you know, it's a little bit weird, a little bit weird. Like, did you ever, honest, did you, did you ever find it like, how can I say it? Oddly, any, any kind of oddly obsessive of like how he, how he was trying to push, uh, push to the fact like initial D is his life. Yeah, I did. To be honest, I did. Um, but like I said at the beginning, I kind of chalked it up to. It's like if somebody made a movie about your life without telling you, then you just have yeah. to see it, and you're like, "That's that's that's me, dude. That's me." And then uh, you would kind of go on this kind of personal crusade to let everybody know, or maybe I would. Like, like I said, depending on the personality of the person, they might feel either slighted or or um, like it's unfair in some way, possibly because like the story's like about their life, but. Yeah, didn't get, just like you know, any recuperation uh, from exactly. it. Exactly, exactly. Which um, is possible. Which is possible, right? Um, and from from what I remember, and I, I think I'm pretty sure I remember um, Jin saying this, and I think it is on video as well. Um, but I think you remember. I think I remember he said that, that Shigeno-san asked him if it was okay to kind of like put part of that story into his, his manga so it seemed like at the time he hadn't really figured out yet what the specifics of the story like, would be right yeah um, right and and so um, you know I, I feel there's like some interesting points which which for me I want to like dig into to more, like such as, for example, like when the anime was released, or when the do you know what did you say the manga was put out? Was it like nineteen ninety five? Ninety five, yeah. Okay, so I think that means the first generation Impreza was released before ninety five. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it was like 92 or something. 92 or 93. Maybe 94. Uh, I can tell you right now. But yeah. I, I, that, cause the reason I even say, because it says here, Shigeno-san actually had a... Actually... So he owned a, a Toyota Sprinter Torino. And yeah. then he also owned a 1999 WRX STI version 6. With but, but that, that, that would have been that would have been after, anyways, the release of which the is anime. true, which is right. true. But um, but third stage, as uh, not third stage, uh, fourth stage didn't come out until after that. So that kind of sets in with the timeline, right? Because the the uh, what's it called Never, didn't come out until afterwards, right? Yeah, the fourth stage didn't come out until like I think. About yeah, 2000. yeah, yeah. I, the the impresa didn't make his debut in a series. Was it until fourth stage? I thought it was like it was like second or third stage. No, fourth stage. Fourth stage. It was fourth um, stage? Oh, that's yeah, when you stage, get the all-wheel drive complex, two, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two thousand four. Um, it it was on pay per view, and then it came out later okay. here. So okay, yeah. so it was uh, date wise, it was it was much later, right? Yeah. Okay, so. I mean, what ostensibly, I think maybe what happened was maybe he did like several trips, and then maybe like 
the first time, maybe Jun wasn't there. And then maybe like later on, um, maybe he he was with the Simpreza. And that's at that point, like that became part of the story. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. See, like there's a bunch of like little things like that. Like I'm not sure exactly. Well, that's the thing. The uh, details is there's always two sides to a story, right? So you can only, you only know what you've been told, right? Right. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. What other points uh, uh, did you did were like kind of eye openers or just things that you were like kind of thinking about in the back of your head? Well, you know when when that movie when the that video came out. Um, I was, I was pretty convinced like he was related to the family, especially because he had the packaging. Like that was for me, like the big thing, you know, it's this, you know what this feels like? I don't know if the, what just popped into my head. Uh, if you're not interested in, in, in like, uh, um, like UFOs or anything, you probably have no idea, but have you ever heard of Bob Lazar? Um, I heard it, but only on your podcast. Actually, that was the first uh, time. I heard it. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, he's. I mean, he's this guy that, that was saying that he, um, he worked at Area Fifty One, and then he was in charge of reverse engineering, uh, some, some like an anti gravity engine to try to figure out how it worked, and then he basically blew the lid on the whole thing, and and. Like, there's a lot of, like, very intriguing parts of his story, but some parts of his story, such as his educational background uh, and some sketchy behavior, kind of put the whole thing into question. But when you – I've read his book. I've read his autobiography. I've listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff. And um, I do feel like the, the, the basic story is true, but there's, 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 like, some parts that are – there's something sketchy about it. So then this mm. is kind of how I feel about – about you know this initial D story as well. I, I, I feel like um like like I was saying what really convinced me was that the fact that he had the ladle and the uh the the wrapping like the last wrapping and then also the the ostensibly like the final beans that were never made into tofu but just the tofu the soybeans. Um and so, so he had, so he had these, these souvenirs or kind of relics from the from the time of the tofu shop, right? Yeah, and and that's what he had, you know, like kind of preserved, and that was inside his little like initial D shrine, uh, along with all these other like initial D memorabilia. Uh, so I was like, well, that's very interesting. You know, it's like who else would have this? But then, oh, it's also interesting that he's just a huge fan of initial D. So I'm like, okay, well, I suppose I would be too. Uh, that's the thing is, like, I feel like that's how I would kind of come to terms with the situation, you know? Otherwise, it would kind of drive me crazy. I would just kind of be like, you know what? It is cool, like, that this anime was made or this manga was made about my life. And just kind of, like, try to, try to, try to find it cool. And then, you know, when I can't be like, yeah, you know, that, that's based on me. I can show you kind of thing like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I yeah. hear you. But it sounds also like you took you, as m- among the excitement that you were having with like learning this, it sounds like you still were taking things with a grain of salt at the same time. I was, I was it, just because I was like, this story is so ridiculous. And there was like a bunch of crazy things. I mean, like he, like the, the place that he lived was like literally like down the street from my old apartment in Gunma. 
and it was so it was so ridiculous because you know I've been obsessed with this this anime this manga just happened to be like living down the street um, and you know it's it was almost like too too perfect um, mm-hmm. and but to to my basic satisfaction and also I, I mean you know I'm not dumb I mean like I, I analyzed this thoroughly especially when I was editing it I was like okay this is story add up um, and if it didn't I would have put like a section where like in retrospect I probably should have put like a like a like a two or three minute section where I'm just talking to the camera just as like mm-hmm. a, uh, you know like talking about the whole thing and that I had time to step away uh, while while I was editing it because you know when, when I'm there I, I literally met him he, he invited me back to his place with his family and he immediately showed me like all these pictures and and uh, and um, you know his, his shrine of initial D stuff and, and the stuff from the shop and I was just like okay this is it's crazy. This is overwhelming. Let me just try to record everything I can. And and at the time, my batteries were all dying on my on my on my um, on my camera. So I only had my uh, my iPhone. And what I was hoping was, I'm gonna just record this to like a, an Instagram Live and rip it later because I was hoping that if I put it on Instagram Live, then I would be able to keep like the audio would save even if the if the camera died i think that was my mm. logic and i think that's why the well for one thing the video quality is not super great um but it was it was like a race against time uh, with whatever camera i had because i was like this is crazy it's a crazy story um so well, yeah you didn't ex- you didn't expect to to run into him you were you were editing other videos while you were at mcdonald's at the same time right <laughs> yeah i was just chilling yeah it's having having dinner it was like a double cheeseburger and, ch- and chicken nugget set yeah. oh that's a that's a that's a proper combo right there <laughs> uh-huh. but um so okay let's fast forward a little bit in, yeah. into the future um obviously there's been some negativity spread on social media as you indicated earlier yeah um, like it seems, and I, I've I've read it myself. It seems that there was some sort, based on what I'm reading, some sort of um, how can I put this? Something that he was he was looking for from you uh, that I, I guess he feels that you you were sort of indebted to him, but it, it didn't make any sense based on like the, the things we've talked about. Um, on the side about this and it, I, like where did this come from like, yeah i was, was this- i was extremely insulted and i can tell you where this came from and and how this whole thing has has kind of uh uh transpired um so you know like you know after, after we met um I was just amazed by his story. And then I also saw how he would regularly do like these, there was this like live streaming platform, which I, I don't even remember the name of it, but this was like quite, quite a while back. Like, yeah, like five years ago or something. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, and he would like regularly do like these live streaming uh, um, like sessions with in, on that social media platform. It was all Japanese. And this was like before Instagram. Um, and and he saw like I'm obviously like 
I had like this goal to become like this YouTuber and, and, and or not, not a YouTuber, but, like not necessarily, but I had like these ambitions, right? I wanted to be like a filmmaker, et cetera. And I was working really hard on it. And then I encouraged him too. I was like, you know, your story is amazing. Like the people need, the, the world needs to see this. You should make like a YouTube channel. You should utilize the new social media platforms that exist. And he was kind of like, ah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, uh, like YouTube obviously is there. Instagram is on the up. Um, and he, at some point, he started like an Instagram as well. And he started, you know, posting content like on it. Uh, and again, the thing is now I don't want to promote his, his social media, but you can find it. Like you, if you just Google search his name, right, you'll find it. You'll find several of them, um, which I suppose I just promoted it. But um, like every every once in a while, you know, he would he would kind of like ask like you know how much are you making on, on like YouTube, and I would kind of like brush it off um, because mm. I know like this is not a good conversation to have with people. You don't want to talk about like like money and stuff uh, with people unless you're extremely close. And and also in retrospect, I realized unless they are at like a similar kind of situation to see you so you can trade ideas and he will be relatively uh uh what's it called um or you know that's actually not the case it'd be, it it'd be, it'd be mutually mutually beneficial on both ends yeah if it was yeah. that case yeah um and, and, and like you know like that that being said like you know you have a growing youtube channel you started i'm encouraging you like all the time right but yeah uh we, we have like a common sense agreement and this and is something history. we're going to dive into. Yeah, <laughs> and history, right? And we'll yeah. dive into later about, like, just the common sense aspect of, like, how you do this. Uh, this is, like, where things are really falling apart. Uh, but uh, it's essentially the more and more, like, the thing was he kept, um, like, trying to insinuate that I must be making a ton of money as a YouTuber, Right. Which is mm-hmm. like not that's not really actually the case. It's like I have a good career, uh, which allows me to to afford my passions, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And and part of that is actually funding YouTube to make it work. It's 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 the other it's it's the other way around that people think. You know, it's like uh, oftentimes it's like you need to sacrifice for a, a long time, and you need to put money into. You know, stuff like gear and also even stuff like when going around like it takes gas right and, and uh if if you are wanting to upgrade stuff in your car it's like like it's not likely that the money that you spend on on parts for your car and stuff is not going to translate into like the amount of views required to offset that cost like not necessarily so you have to like really love it you have to have like a like an ambition for it and, and a plan for it and, and everything. So what, what I'm trying to say is that like, um, um, you know, people don't really understand like the effort that goes into just doing the whole YouTube game, even being like a car YouTuber uh, and, and all that. Um, and so there would, there would be kind of sometimes this insinuation that like, oh, you must be making a ton of money. Like you should help. And then slowly it would be like, you should help me make money. Right. Um, and like that's it started getting like a little bit more uncomfortable until uh like relatively recently like several months ago um and i think what happened like the, the basic reason that uh that jun went 
you know, like too far was uh, from what I gather, he was, he was trying to like gather some money for some car repairs. Uh, he's got like this uh, second generation Trueno and the front wheel drive one. And like, that's, yeah. that's like his, you know, personal sports car. Uh, but it has like some issues with the transmission and things like that. And uh, he had basically wanted um, to start selling like, like, uh, I think it was like, yeah, it was like signed photographs or something. And this is like relatively like recently, um, like within the last like several months, but it's not the, okay, this is, we're bouncing around here, but I, I need to explain like why, there's several reasons why I turned him down. Um, and I have to be very delicate about, about how I explain that. Uh, but it'll be self-evident, I think, if you if you were to look into it. Uh, okay. And and then you can ask me some questions, and I'll try to answer to to the best of my ability. Uh, but he started pushing this conversation about like helping him with promoting his uh, essentially his merch. And I, I didn't want to. I I, I refrained. So there, that was one thing I. And another thing I did was he asked me to join this group chat that he had created with like some random people um, and a few people I knew. And I, I refrained. I said, I didn't want to. Okay. Uh, and the, another thing that happened was he asked me for my address and I, I didn't want to give him my personal address. And then he got very upset about that too. Um, mm. And and what else? Um, uh, yeah, he asked me to to he wrote like a super long message in Japanese, uh, kind of explaining like about like his his the photos that he's trying to sell, blah blah blah. He's like, "Can you post this?" And I was like, uh, "Sir, I don't want to." And he started being like, "Why? Like, if you were my friend, you would essentially I'm paraphrasing, but in Japanese, you know, if you were my friend, you would post." You said you would support me. Like, how are you going to support me then? And I was kind of like, whoa. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I didn't appreciate being talked to like that. Uh, and had, had this, all, this is all documented. I have all the screenshots to show what, what this conversation is like. Um, uh, and I was just kind of like, yeah, you know what? We need to like chill and come on for a bit. You know, it's like, like I, I, I wasn't comfortable with that whole thing. Kind of like the these demands were being like placed on me, right? And I was kind of like, ah, sorry, no. Um, and then he was like, obviously very upset that I turned him down. Um, so yeah, okay, let me push the ball back to you, and and if you have any questions, sure. So um, I do. Uh, so at first, it just seemed that he got really comfortable with you very quickly. Um, he did. He did. And uh, um, my question, one of the questions is what relevance do you, is it that you should, you should give your, your personal address information to him? Because he, like, he well, was the one that invited, yes, invited you so, to his place and okay. opened up. And I, I can understand that. But yes. you also have a wife. <laughs> and, right. and, and, and actually, like before, like, he didn't know where I live. 
right? Yeah. And so I'll I'll explain. Okay, so I, I remember this one time on Instagram. He um, okay, he's just eccentric. Okay, and we, we can dive into this more more. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a he's an eccentric dude. Like I'm not saying that's necessarily like a bad thing. He's just like it's just a like an interesting, different type of person, right? Um, okay. um, and and like again, I'm trying to be like as respectful as possible. But like the fact is, like there there's this video where he he shot like this Instagram video where he went to like my old apartment and just like filmed the filmed the apartment and it was like elbow. Like, Albo, where are you? Are you there? Like, it's kind of like a joke to him, but it was, like, really weird for me. That's strange. Yeah. <laughs> See, you, I'm, you're, I'm, that's I'll your stay. first... Thank you. You're, that's your visceral <laughs> reaction to it, right? You're like, mm, yeah, that's kind of, like... It's kind of... It's kind of Stalkerish. weird. <laughs> I'm not called... Hey, dude, yeah, you said up. it. No, it's... Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, uh, and, like, it's, it's one thing to know where somebody lives, but to come there uninvited... Another thing to make videos about that place, like it's, it's a little bit weird. Um, and then another thing is like when I'm living by myself, that's, that's a different thing. Now I have a wife, uh, and I'm I'm you know I'm married. I basically I have a family, and like I want to protect my family's privacy, right? So I don't want to just like give up my address like, to, to just anybody, of course. Um, and so what happened like yesterday was you know i, I sent a message be like hey you know what maybe there's some misunderstandings here maybe we need to, to have a chat uh to, i sent to my mutual friend and my mutual friend gave me his reply and then his explanation for being so angry was that i didn't tell him my address and i was like okay this uh, sorry i'm getting a bit upset here because this is uh, very upsetting actually but he he's saying you know basically like as if because we've been friends for a long time, and like what he said was essentially, we've been friends for a long time. Why is it? Why can I not know your address when Cap, you know, Captain Captain Bradford, Captain Bradford yeah. knows it, and he came to your place to work on your car together? Like why? And and well, for one reason, like my wife knows it, right? So my wife has never met Fujinoki-san, and and then also. Uh, she has, like, she has seen his social media. Like, he, she just posts, sees what he posts, and then she feels very uncomfortable with it. So, yeah, uh, like, like this is the basic thing that makes me uncomfortable. Like, the, the thing is, like, when, when we hang on in, in, in real life, like, he's, like, fine. Um, he's, he's just, like, you know, just like a, like a, like a, He's fifty-one year old Japanese dude, so he's kind of like an Oji-san, kind of like a like a like Apache, a older, uncle. older guy. Yeah, like a like a I don't know. The... It's like it's like, a, like a like a guy, I guess. That's not even the right translation. Um, it's like an uncle. Yeah, I suppose. Like yeah. Uh, like a random older yeah like person. uncle kind of thing yeah like an uncle right um mm. and when in person we're fine like like i i get the sense that he just doesn't understand how to do social media and like when he's like by himself he'll post stupid stuff right um 
Mm-hmm. But when he's when he's like with me, he's kind of he's like he's okay. He's 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 respectful. Uh, he's like joking. He's jovial. Um, and then we have like this. We have like this kind of like this. Uh, um, it, it feels like the the basis of our, of our friendship is this idea that this was like this incredible meeting that that I was making this documentary and he just happens to be that guy. So and then we met randomly. So it's like. Like, how can we not be friends? Kind of thing. Like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then... But then, when you see his post on his, uh, on his Instagram, uh, they're, they're just a bit off-putting. Um, for, for, for me, it's off-putting. Like, I do not want to... It's, it's very difficult because I... I his story is very fascinating, of course, right? But it's like, it's 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 a very conflicting for me to think about helping. Uh, like, if I make like some videos or stuff or, or content, or whatever, and and promote him, then people will naturally go from my content to his social media. And what's what's been happening is they they basically take a look at his social media and they're like essentially like a like a what the fuck moment and then they message me they dm me right and then they're like like yo this guy's weird um and then and then they're basically like uh like a large proportion of people basically get disillusioned when they come across his his posts because he posts like a lot of the quite quite inappropriate things that are kind of you wouldn't expect a grown a 51 year 51 year 51 year old adult man to be posting these kind of things um, can I ask this question just to interject? Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm guessing, based on what you're saying, uh, you wouldn't expect a mature 51-year-old to be posting the things he's posting. So yes. these off-putting things, uh, sensibly, you'd think that, okay, well, I'm going to kind of keep this person at arm's length. I still don't think that they're a completely bad person, but I'd like to keep them at an arm or two length just to be observant. And that's why yeah. that's and, and and that just justifies the reason why you'd like to you know keep your personal life separate from him. It just yeah, makes absolutely. sense. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like yeah, obviously, from, from like his... with, with with Cap, it's different. You know, you you you've known him, you hung around him more or less, uh, way yes. more than you have. Uh, yeah, Fujinoki yeah, son. yeah. Fujinoki so. like his like. Uh, uh, his logic is like we've known each other for five years, so we have like basically five years times like three hundred sixty-five days times five of that's the total amount of time that we've been friends. But it's not. I mean, like it is the amount of time I've known him, but it's not the amount of time that we've spent together, right? No, no. So that's the, the conflation that that he's making and the jump in logic that that doesn't make sense to me. But it it it, it seems like. Um, oh yeah, and then the other thing that he would be getting really jealous about was that, like, it was like yeah, getting really jealous. Like, I would come to Gunma, for example, to see my wife's family, right? Spend time with mm-hmm. my in-laws. Um, and then our we have a mutual friend who's also like a previous jet, um, my friend Anthony. He's he's like his house is down the street from my in-laws. So he's like super close, and then like you know one time like um, 
uh, me and him were hanging out, and then uh, he ended up coming over for like dinner with the with my in laws, and they really liked him too. Uh, mm-hmm. And then so he's kind of like become like a like a family friend, right? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, which is like totally like it's just normal, right? Um, like I've I've vetted him personally. Like I think he's a good good dude, and and he's also friends with with my wife. Like we play basketball together. Like they've already met like before, and and so you know we just had dinner, and and then the point is, um, you know, like we had he he helped me film some stuff, and so he was in some of my videos, but he was also just in my, some of my videos because I'm like hey, he's a cool dude, um, mm. and then and then Fujinoki-san got like really upset. He's like, why did you not invite me? And I'm like, like, that's already like a huge red flag because like, you don't just say that, right? It's like, like you don't get angry at somebody for not inviting you. I mean, it's, it's so basic. Like, I feel like to even spend time trying to explain that concept, it doesn't make sense. You know, it's like, like, you sure you can be like joking, like, oh, why don't you invite me? Ha ha ha. Like, but if it's like you get angry about it, and you get very upset about it, and then you get vicious about it, that, that's vicious. a big red flag. Yeah, yeah. So, so very recently, um, I had shot like these things, a couple of videos with like with Sayaka. Yeah. The professional grip with Sayaka, right? Okay, so this is how this whole thing blew up. So, I had shot some videos with Sayaka. Actually, one day we shot, spent the entire day shooting. And Anthony was my cameraman for that day. And uh, the story in that video is that uh, we go to the convenience store in front of where that old shop was, the one that I explained before. Um, and they, they just sell tofu there. They sell like packaged tofu. Because it's basically like these convenience stores are basically small supermarkets. There's a super packed. Mm-hmm. You've got everything you need to so get tofu there. Um, and the, the point, the idea was. You know, we would buy some tofu and some paper cups, fill them with water, and then we would drive up um, the toge and see if we break the tofu and if we spill the water, right? Yeah, uh, that was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny story, right? It's a, it's a cool idea. And, yeah. and so Jun got, like, very upset about the fact that he was like, excluded from, from like, he, he perceived that he was excluded from this project. And he should not have been. He, feel like, like, he feels like he should have been included, I suppose. Um, and then, so he has this group. Okay, next thing I have to explain. He has this group chat, right? I think I talked about it a little bit before, but he has this group chat on his app called Line, which is basically like the WhatsApp that type of app that we use here in Japan. It's, it's, just, a, it's just a messaging platform called Line. Uh, and He's been very aggressive with uh, promoting his line ID to his followers on Instagram. And so obviously everybody who follows him on Instagram, um, they kind of discovered him like kind of basically through like my video, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they see that he's the real me, so they want to follow him. And then he, he posts like his line ID and it's like please like oh like please join my group chat like that like please join my group line and then so he's got like a bunch of people to join his his line group um which 
essentially consists of like a bunch of teenagers. Um, and this is the this is the line group, like just random people, like random kids from Instagram. And I knew this was the case. This is why I declined to be in that group. Uh, That's concerning. <laughs> it was concerning, and and actually, like like Stan had joined the group. Uh, you know Stan, my friend. Yeah, Stan. Yeah. And, and he, Stan. Yeah. Right, and then he had left the group, and then, um, and then Pajonkasan was very upset about that. He took us on the front and started talking all this shit about about uh about um Stan, and then anyway, so like. It came to light that he had been talking like a whole bunch of shit about me within this little group chat. And he had, um, what is it called? Uh, he had gotten really upset that I had made that video with Sam. And he was, he, he basically said to like his little group chat, like, um, like I'm going to make tofu um, and I'm going to collaborate with like, with Noriyaro and and fuck Albo, basically, right? Uh, like, it's, yeah, like in, in no certain t- terms, like kind of basically like screw Albo kind of thing, right? And and obviously, a lot of people in his group chat—they're my friend. They're not they're, they follow me as well. Yep. And so they screenshotted it, sent me a bunch of screenshots, and at first I was kind of like. Ugh, I don't want to deal with it. But then eventually, like the other day, I was like, I was like, okay, this is too much. And I, I just confronted him. I, I sent him a message online, like, dude, what the hell is this? Right? It's like, this is so rude. And I tried to call him a couple times, he didn't pick up. And then he just blocked me. And then he blocked me everywhere. And then he posted those things on Instagram. And like, that's, that's basically where it is at. You know, it's like, oh, you know, yeah, basically, fuck Albo. I don't need him, and he's just using me, and, oh, and he's made a well, lot of money in my story, blah, 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 and I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, I, I just have a couple things that I want to state and then ask. The okay. first thing I want to state is that you made those videos a long time ago. <laughs> um, like one video, right? Yeah, like, it was like one, I think maybe one, max two videos. Yeah, I think even one of them might, might, one of them might have been like a short. Some of them short from like Instagram. Like, and maybe this is a North American in me, man, the Canadian. But really, get over yourself. Yeah. Like, like, you're not the bread and butter of ten years of, uh, sorry, eleven years of your work album. Like, you put eleven years of work into your YouTube channel. He's not the bread and butter of it. Right. It, It it doesn't work like that. Secondly, um, I don't know where he gets off trying to defame you <laughs> and because you go and with another friend to shoot content. Just because you met him in Gunma and you were living in Gunma before anyways, doesn't mean now that every time you go to Gunma, he's the, he's the star of everything and he, you have to reach out to him. It doesn't work like that. Right. Like friendships don't work like that, and if that's how he thinks a friendship works, I'm sorry. To, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not even sorry to say, man, that's not a friend. I don't know it's how. Toxic. Like, it's, it's toxic, right? It's actually really toxic, 
Yeah. Whatever he's doing on that line, I, I wouldn't have been want to be part of it either. Because if something happens, that 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 could it could could reflect on you, especially because of your popularity in Japan. And you don't want anything to 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 um, um, not mess with your popularity, but just mess with your your just your personal lifestyle and any and people just seeing you on the streets. You you want to still portray yourself as the good person you are. Especially because you know now it's not just you; it's your wife too, right? And, yeah, and I mean, I don't want to like like misportray myself, or I, I don't want to portray myself as somebody I'm not. But I don't want to be misportrayed as like being this bad guy where I'm like I didn't do anything. Exactly. So, um, honestly, like, I guess my question is, is: Do you even really see this guy as a friend anymore? Uh you know what? I have a annoyingly to myself um high capacity for, for empathy and forgiveness i think uh mm-hmm. where i you know it's it's like i when i try to unpack it and like see where it's coming from like i see somebody who is um complex like like a comp somebody's got a complex background who has a you know, dealt with a lot. He has a very had a very different upbringing than me. He's also had some like significant head trauma mm-hmm. from like a uh, a car accident, um, which I'm not sure, but it may or may not have con- contributed to you know uh, behavioral changes. Possibly, I'm I'm just speculating, but of course, it's, it's, my, it's my speculation. Right? Yeah. Um, and and I'm not insinuating even that that's a negative thing, but it. For me, it's it's just like a a a one reason to to try to look on the bright side, which is something I've been trying to do. Um, just because it it takes a lot of like mental energy to like to hate somebody and rather than to just like forgive them and like let it go and maybe even if you have to like just like like cut off that friendship um or like respectfully like pull away uh but to your to your question it's like do i need that that friendship i mean it's just really sad you know it's like shocking so i'm, I'm not quite sure oh, it's how to it's hands down unfortunate it's hands down yeah. unfortunate and i have to say this i admire your empathy because personally <laughs> Just based on um, my track record of having situations that um, with acquaintances or friends that have breeded this kind of negativity, I'm usually the type of guy that um, I don't need that in my life. I only want to promote positivity. So again, I admire your empathy with it. Thank um, you. I mean, I, I'm trying to figure out what's the best way. Like, because okay, just on that point, I feel like there's a pragmatic way for your life, right? But then there's also like you know, I just want to be like a good person um, mm-hmm. or like more and more. Like I just, you know, I've done a lot of things in my life that I'm not proud of, but I, I do feel like everything's been a learning experience and I would like to more and more like be like a good person. And, and I feel like, you know, if, if you, if you harshly cut off somebody from your life, if you're basically fuck you, like never talk to me ever again. Um, that in a way is kind of like breeding like negativity where I'm trying to figure out what's like the best way that also doesn't hurt me uh, and people I care about. Um, 
um, if, if you need to, if, if, if you need to end a relationship, end a friendship, um, it's very sad because, you know, this, this story again is, is very interesting and the way we met is very, very, it's very interesting. So it's, it's just very sad for it, for everything to kind of fall apart like this. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But uh, I'm not saying for you to throw this, throw stones at anybody, but uh, I definitely, uh, in your defense, stones were, uh, were thrown at you. And I, and I think that those were done needlessly and, 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 and kind of malicious, kind of maliciously for something so small as yeah. you just creating a video yeah. that honestly really didn't have anything to do with him. <laughs> like, right? I, no, it's it's kind of it's it's just based on jealousy. It's petty pettiness. Jealousy, it is. Pettiness, I think. It yeah. really it really is. And I feel that he he right at this point is using the other the worst way of using social media to get, to gain some sort of popularity or traction. Which is yeah. like through through hate, trying to to, to um you know put, throw you under the bus so for lack of a better phrase, the, the which thing doesn't is, make it's, sense. It's, it's not, and it doesn't. It's not gonna work because like like I said, I have all these screenshots that show his behavior. Like I but I don't want to necessarily kind of like put that out there. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it'll it would almost be like like there's no there's no going back. Uh, because, you know, I, I do feel like, you know, people say stupid shit all the time, right? Like, and people, they act like, um, they can act maliciously, but it doesn't mean that they're like a malicious person. So I, I try to separate like the action from the, the person. Um, mm-hmm. And and, and I, I think like you, usually like, like there's, okay, there's a couple levels here, right? It's like, you could do something bad, but not mean it just because like you're kind of like oblivious and uh oblivious to to the hurt that you're, you're causing uh, if, if not completely completely inadvertently kind of like you're you're almost you could also be like actively trying to ignore the fact that you know probably on some level that what you're doing is not good but you're choosing to do it anyway um and and you're just kind of like turning a blind eye on yourself and then to take it even further you can be like actively malicious uh, in that moment and then later on maybe you would regret what you did like if there's a repercussion right or mm-hmm. or maybe even if there wasn't a repercussion you would just feel like an asshole for, for doing like that malicious thing and then there's like like consistently malicious for and this is I think that's going to like the realm of like psychopaths where they just like they're just like super fucked up and like being malicious enjoy has, it. has right exactly it's put that switch and they enjoy it. So, um, you know, like for me, like as long as like somebody's like not like that kind of like actively malicious, uh, at which point that's just scary because you don't know if that person's going to be like a psychopath and just kill you or something, right? Um, yeah. But I have a I have a tolerance for 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 giving and and, uh, and a pension for giving people maybe too many chances. Uh, that's something I'm working on as well. I'm trying to figure out what's the right amount of it. Oh, there's a balance for everything, but I, it's still an admirable quality because yeah, it's good to, it's good to be, to, to forgive. Uh, at the same time, uh, as I said, like I'm, 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 I'm being pretty straight 
from what my account of the situation is, speculatively, yeah. uh, is that it's on, uh, uh, straight up, man. Like he's just he's seeing um, the success you're getting through being a content creator is not also being a, uh, being aware that not only do you do your content creating, but you're also working a full time job, and and forgetting about that. And then there may be, and I'm, again, it's speculating, there may be some financial situations going on with him. And he's just hands down, like, as you mentioned, there's some envy and jealousy of you in regards to, um, you know, seeing some of, the, some of the achievements you have. Because everyone loves to, to, to be perfectly honest, he loves to, to uh, kind of judge you based on what you show, but never think about what's going on behind the scenes. They judge you based on the fact that oh oh Albo went to ASM and bought all, bought these things or bought the Recaro seat or something like that, but don't realize that oh, when you're when they're sleeping you're working you're losing sleep, <laughs> doing content creation and also then going to work in the morning and stuff like that. They don't see those things, so right. I I feel this is a very um like a very definitive case of that that. He, whatever, as you said, he has car issues. He, he may, and that just might be something. One of the things that he has issues because usually when you have one financial issue, there's others that are trailing behind it. Um, so that that he's probably just trying to do anything to get some popularity, as you said, sell photos, unload merch, whatever it might be, so that he can he can gain some traction and and make money. That's why he and it, I kind of gained that from the fact that he asked you. Um, what you make because I'll be honest with you I watch several YouTubers and I never really think about what they make I think oh they're making a decent living but I'm not trying to ask them what the numbers are or anything like that because I don't think that's the importance of it I think the importance of it is to enjoy what you're doing and then eventually look to try to make a business out of it because you're passionate of it but not to go in and, and say oh well that guy's making this much so I want to make that much right now too it's, that's not how it works, and you and you actually are invading people's privacy when you do so. I think pri- pri- finances should be always kept private, and I'm glad you right. didn't say anything too. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. It's um, I mean, you know, it, that requires an extreme level of trust, obviously. Um, and. A lot of time to, to build up that trust, and it it takes just a moment to destroy trust, right? That so that's where oh, yeah. I, I kind of feel um, the situation is. Uh, like I said, like yesterday, I was planning to, I was hoping to have a talk with him and maybe squash this beef. Um, and we we haven't talked yet, so I, as of the time of we cast, I, I still don't know how this is going to play out. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if. Yeah, by the time people are listening to this podcast, like it's, you know, like a day or two later at, at the earliest, uh, and maybe I will or would not have had a conversation with him before I posted this and put this all out, out there, or who knows, maybe I never did put this out because I thought it might be it might be too much. But w- what is your read? I mean, like from what everything I told you, it's it's do I have a responsibility to post this podcast? I I believe that there wouldn't be a negative drawback to posting this podcast. 
And the reason would be a negative is, outcome for me, but yeah. for him, it, it, you it, know, it, it might it be, will. to be honest. Yeah. It will. It will. It will have a neg- uh, like, uh, I wouldn't say so much of a negative. I'd say more of you've just added the other side of the coin. Because to be perfectly honest with you, right now, he's already put one side of the coin out, which is his side. And you're, yeah. just, you're, just, you're just kind of giving a counterbalance, but not doing it in, in a malicious way. You're literally yeah. just saying, this is what's happened. And I just would like people to know my side. You can take it for what it is. Uh, and, and if you want to do this take sides thing, go right ahead. But that's not the point of putting out this podcast. The point of putting out this podcast is because you are literally trying to say your piece. You're not trying. And as you said, you, you, are, you are a forgiving person. You'd like to actually not continue this um, this jab for jab thing going on, no, like because you're not even trying to fight right now. You're just trying to end it, squash it, right? So I think yeah. putting out this podcast wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, it literally, and I, I, I'm, I'm saying it on my part too for you, uh, Fujinoki-san. Albo is not trying to be malicious towards you. He's trying to let you know this is what it is. Um, I'm not trying to cause any more negativity. I would like to. Still continue like continue like a a, a, a partial a friendship for what it is now, but it, it unfortunately won't be the same as it was before. But not 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 carry any hate, right? For each other, that's not the way to live. And yeah. I think I think that's the message for this. Now we're not trying. To, you're not trying to carry on any hate. It just you know, it's better to to to, to make peace than you know. Spread yeah, hate I, you're right, and and I think. Thank you. That that helps a lot. I I, I um, hadn't thought about it as seeing. I hadn't thought about it as me just sh- sharing like my side, um, because otherwise, yeah. If I just stay silent, like these, these out with these all these like allegations, you know, they would just be taken at face value uh, if people don't look into that story any, any further. Um, Whereas I have a, a rebuttal for every single point. And in fact, I have very, I feel good reasons for why I chose to not put out more content together. Right? E- even though like I did consider us as a, like he, he is somebody that like, you know, I don't know about right now, but like at the time, like I did consider like a very interesting friend or like somebody that I know. Um, oh. And it's it's just very unfortunate that it came to this, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's my fault. I don't think any of this is my fault. Which which at least for, for me, I have a clear conscience, and I I don't want any like negative repercussion to come to like me or, or my family. So no, man. If you didn't, you obviously you didn't do, uh, uh, you didn't do a damn thing, bro. Uh, this is, as I said, if this came from, from uh, you making a video, which had nothing to do with him, nothing, nothing to defame him, there was absolutely nothing to do with him. It was you making a video with somebody else, which I was very happy when you were doing this because I remember even talking to you that day, and you were saying, "Yeah, I got to oh, I have to talk to you later because I have this video, this collab I'm doing." Uh, and I was actually really happy to hear that you were able to do that. So if anything, he should have been happy for you, not, not spread negativity because he couldn't be part of it. And that's, right. I feel that 
right there. Like, I feel like you gave, you were very nice and you were trying to build a friendship um, with him. But I feel like now is, is a time where you, it, it, I even will take this moment to start self-reflecting to really think about who I want to make sure that I keep on the acquaintance side of things and who I actually want to build true friendships with. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad my, <laughs> my suffering has led to that self-reflection. That's great. That's great. It's, uh, it's, yeah, no, you have a very good head on your shoulders, man. I, I really respect you and for, for being able to say it like it is. And also, yeah, you're, uh, you make a great Frasier to, to bounce these ideas <laughs> off. Thanks, man. Honestly, man, I, I, was, I was just happy to even just talk with you so that you could, you know, get things, some, some things off your chest because I, 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 I know that just having this thing, you like to, I, 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 I see that you like to bask in positivity. And when, neg- when a negative cloud comes around, over your head, it, it, can, it can be... I guess you could, it can, it can be kind of earth shattering because you're like I'm working this hard to to make my life better and then something just comes and I didn't even expect it and it, it's not even my fault and it's bringing negativity in my life uh, it can shake you a bit so yeah I hope that way, even just talking this out could help you in some the, way the way I see it it's like you know being like super positive and 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 um, trying to put positivity out there and just trying to think positive and trying to meditate on positivity and and uh, and and train myself and build the discipline towards making like positive like life choices like the way i see it is you're kind of like creating like this this force field of light around yourself and then like like people will shoot arrows at you like they'll, they'll shoot arrows like negativity and most of those arrows will bounce off your your force field um but every, every once in a while, maybe one will come at the right angle or with sufficient speed and force, and it'll pierce your, your force field, and it'll, it'll get you, man. And then it'll kind of, like, shut down that force field <laughs> for, for a bit while you get your bearings. You got to get it back up, you know? Um, oh, you didn't expect it. Kind of you didn't goes. expect it. Yeah. No, it just came out of nowhere, you know? It was, it was just like, wow, that's kind of blindsiding. Um, extremely disappointing because it causes you to almost question your heuristics, your personal heuristics for deciding who becomes a friend, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, man, I guess I'm not so great at choosing friends. Like, I think I am. You know, it's uh, every once in a while, you know, you, you don't, you don't make a hundred percent of the shots that, that you take, but you know, and you gotta baseball, try. Still. If you get over fifty percent, that that's a great hitter, right? So, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, you you still gotta try, it. and uh, you never. Not everyone will show you their true colors on the onset of life, right? <laughs> Sometimes it can happen five years later, and then you and somebody could show you a side of them that you just like. Where, whoa, where did this come from? Right. So, unfortunately, unfortunately, and I want to underline that again. Unfortunately, this uh, was one of those cases. I think so. Thank you, dude. Yeah, I need to, I, yeah, man, I'm like a little bit overcome with emotion, like to talk about this. I feel like it was kind of like bottled up. Um, 
like thank you like really thank you for for giving me an outlet to to be able to oh, just like let it out you know um my, my pleasure man anytime yeah. anytime so thank you that it is what it is that that's um let's see it's, let's see where the chips fall um but yeah, like you said, I, I think that helped me to decide. I think I'll I'll put this out there. Uh, I'm I'm just putting my side out. You know, it's only fair. And then I don't even. There's no way he's gonna listen to all this, right? It's all in English, anyways. But <laughs> yeah, <he's, laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Um, not intentionally, but yeah, that's that's our predominant language. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean. Maybe somebody gave him the clip notes version and like edited it to be like, oh yeah, he just basically said fuck you for two hours. <laughs> no, not not at all. And and, and again, uh, it's gonna be that was a that joke. Gonna be captioned. Yeah, that was a joke. But just that part is gonna be like a little audio clip that's gonna. No, 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 no. Um, no, like you said, it's like I hate negativity. I I didn't even want it to come to this. Like I don't even want to. I mean, for me, it was cathartic to be able to talk about it, but also like, like, I don't want to put anybody in blast. Uh, I, I, hopefully, um, some good comes to this. I, uh, I do feel that he has some, some things that he he needs to work on. Um, and I've tried to call him out on before, uh, you know, in person, I'd be like, hey, you can't post the things you're posting on Instagram. The last time we hung out, when we were shooting those videos together, I was like, look, you can't post these kind of things. Uh, he continued to, and, you know, that's why I, I thought, I can't edit this video, I can't release it. It's, it's edited, actually. It's like 85% edited, and I just I can't mm. release it, because I know it's going to get like 100,000 views, and how many of those 100,000 are going to go straight to follow him on on Instagram? Um, so until that, those kind of issues are, are discussed, it's like, and this isn't, it wasn't just my decision. Like my wife was like, yeah, you need to be very careful because like, this is, it could be very damaging for, for your brand. And you need to think about like your family. Uh, so I was like, you're right. Yeah, man. Um, well, you, so, you gotta, yeah. you gotta think about you first, man. That's <laughs> I, honestly, just remember without, without, if you have other people depending on you now in, in your life. So right. Right. I yeah, definitely so, agree with family that. Family first. Family first. Family first. You, you know, you know, right? Yeah. Family first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll know more sooner than later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Congratulations again, brother. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Uh, <sighs> but, yeah, man, it's like, honestly, like, uh, I, I, yes, I do, I do recommend. Uh, it's still, of course, your decision. But, yeah, I, I do not see um, a problem with putting this out. Uh, people who are level-headed, um, open-minded will definitely understand and I'm sure majority of your your um, following is that type of person because people with that type of energy mix with people of that type of energy and follow people with that type of energy and you definitely display it so I, I think it's a good thing um, for you to just at least let people know that um, a, the type of person you are and the type of person that you want to connect with and not that you're saying that um, you're completely against him at all it's just you know at this current point things are are on are, are, are on rocky grounds and you you're just treading softly yeah sounds good thank you thank you for that yeah i i agree with you i agree with you 
I I'll put it up. I'll put it up. I'll be, you you spent your your uh your evening to have this chat with me, and um I do feel it's fair. I I, I do feel it is uh fair for people to understand what's going on. Um I don't want to hide it any longer. Like I again I feel like I have been like I you know I considered him. Right now we're in really shaky grounds, but I did consider him like a friend. Uh, this was like a betrayal. This is definitely a betrayal. Um, it was. Have kind of a responsibility so that other people, unfortunately, don't get hurt as well. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, I didn't mention it until now, but at the. Right after the whole, the incident, you know, where like, like, um, like he, he blocked me, he didn't answer me, and then he posted a bunch of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, that was like a couple hours later, but like, after he blocked me, I was like, I blocked him back on, on um, Instagram. Like, I don't want him like following my stuff. Um, and then he blocked me on Instagram, and then he started posting all this stuff. Uh, but one of our mutual friends who's also like a big fan of, of my content and also uh, she's, she's this person is super cool. Uh, really, they one reason they came to Japan was because of this love for, for Initial D. Um, mm-hmm. They reached out to me and sent me like this long message that just kind of like solidified it for me. Uh, like yeah be careful with him like yeah i left like like i left the group because i can't take this anymore because i'm being demanded to help uh with with uh putting together like this business idea and then like i uh i was yelled at for not visiting him and i was yelled at for for not um not not supporting him so yeah yeah it wasn't just me it's this is this is uh the people who are in the line group no and the, the people who yeah if you're level-headed you'll see you would have seen what a big mess that was um i, I won no part in it um and unfortunately you know people can be very different online versus how they are offline and i think that's what this was uh oh this is a, this is a definitive example of it but yeah. nonetheless it still is is um, I'd like to say, and not trying to be um, overbearing or anything like that. Just this is a definitely an opportunity for him to work on himself because he definitely has some things to work on. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully that that's uh, something he takes out of this. Uh, I mean, hopefully, let, let's see where it goes. I mean, I could just as easily imagine this as like you know, it kind of like blows up, but, you know. Uh, Whatever, fair is fair. I think this podcast is fair to put out. So, thank you, dude. Um, I think that's no clarified. And yeah, thanks for helping figure it out and, and talk through it. Because I, again, I don't want to. I don't want to burn any bridges. Uh, let's see. Let's see what happens. Maybe we can move past this. But this is just fair. I'm just putting my side out. Yeah. Hands down. Hands on. I'm uh, again happy to help you talk through this one. Thank you, dude. Anything else you wanna you wanna talk about, or you wanna wrap it up, or um, um 
actually, uh, only thing I I wanted to say on a more positive note than for all the Albo listeners uh, to get a gauge of what's happened here in the Toronto area. Yesterday, I was able to go to the Driven Car Show, and I felt like I was at a mini Daikoku Futo. It was really nice. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I saw some of the pictures. I can't wait for your video and, and your post about it. Looks, it looked like it was oh, yeah. it's pretty sick with some really cool cars there. There was a lot of yellow S2Ks, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, and um, you're right. A lot of them, actually, not all, a lot of them. Quite a few of them had uh, superchargers, but a lot of them had turbos. Wow. Enough. It's um, a lot. That, that's uh, very rare here in Japan. In fact, S2000 is pretty rare here in Japan. I don't see them a lot, a lot now. Yep, there was, there was a lot. And they had, um, I don't think it was the spoon kit. I can't remember which kit, but a lot of them were kitted. Voltex. Um, Everyone's running Voltex these days. Yes, that's what it was. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, send me um, pics. Uh, I want to see some pics. Definitely. I'll definitely send you some pics, especially the one car that was parked beside mine. Um, nice. It was exactly what you you were uh, initially looking for, which was a an S2K. I'm sure uh, Masa would be very very not S2K, sorry NSX. And um, I'm sure Masa would be very happy <laughs> if you got it because it was a yellow yellow NSX as well. Wow, Super, uh, supercharged. <laughs> wow, the old one or the new one? Uh, the old one. The old one. Wow, wow, it must be amazing. Oh, that's a oh, that's that, a dream. That 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 thing was. I I don't even I it was I was at a loss for words just looking at Ooh. it because I swear he said it had a supercharger and a turbocharger and I was like wow wow <laughs> that's crazy so, dude like yeah send me some pics man I'm I'm looking forward to it and and put out some content about that that's uh, that sounds great we'll do we'll do I actually uh I <laughs> I actually just need to create the thumbnail for our podcast and then uh, I'll go work on that next. Yeah, where can people find you? What's your YouTube channel name? Oh, again, uh, my YouTube channel name is Locked and Loaded JDM. But um, just on the same kind of, uh, I guess you could say, direction that you went, um, I've, I've been kind of re, re uh, thinking my name. Yeah, yep. Reconsidering my name, yeah. Just because of the length of it, guys. So uh, yeah. be on the lookout for uh, my new... Uh, channel is going to be called uh, Locked Automotive Media. Uh, I've, ch- I've thought about it. It, it opens up um, a genre of cars that I can still look at, like even European cars. It doesn't have to be purely JDM. I am JDM at heart, but I just want to be able to open up to other cars here because we have so many people that are interested in all types of cars here in the uh, Ontario and Toronto area. That's awesome. I mean, you know, what? if I were you, I'd just go Jake Lee Media. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about doing that. I thought about or doing Jake that. Lay TV. You know, it's um. <laughs> that's that's, that's just thought. my suggestion. Yeah. I, I'll I'll, I'll highly it. consider it. I'll highly consider it. Jake Lay was was also uh, was my initial uh, one as well. But here, here, here uh, here's the, here's the reason. It's because when people meet you in real life, they're gonna call you. Hey, hey, what's up? Locked and loaded JDM. <laughs> <laughs> hey, locked and loaded automotive media. You know that becomes your name. <laughs> That is true. That is true. They, yeah, just like yourself. Yeah, you're right. I wonder if they yeah, call yeah. Did they call they call Dustin Legends. <laughs> no, no, they call him Dustin Williams because now his channel name is Dustin Williams. 
Um, and it's true. pretty clear he owns the Legends Media brand. But even mm. now, like, even now, I feel like I fucked up a little bit because people are like, hey, it's Album Media. I said, Media is my last name. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I explain, I'm like, I jokingly explain, but then sometimes people are like, oh, I thought your name was Media. And I was like, oh my God. So, <laughs> my gosh, you got to be careful, man. So, I I would just uh, I'll, recommend I'll, stay with the name, stay with stay with the name, and just build a brand around it. You know, uh, I'll I'll highly consider it, man. I'll highly it can, consider it. It can be like 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 J Clay and Cars or something. You know, that could work too. That could there work too. It sounds honestly, go. but J Clay and Cars kind of sounds like Pee Wee's Playhouse, man. Come on, <laughs> nah, no, it doesn't. I, what are you talking about? You never made a connection in a million years. <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah no i definitely highly will consider it because yeah i do i do want to make something that uh that does stand out but uh appreciate that man appreciate it but, um yeah that, that, that was pretty much it uh i don't i might be going if anyone uh here in the toronto in the toronto area um is listening i may be going to the japanese classic car event happening this coming saturday Yes. Um, it's going to be in Shannonville, uh, at the Shannonville Mo- uh, Motorsport Track. So yep. um, keep on the lookout if I'm there. I'll post it in my uh, Instagram. My Instagram's locked and loaded JDM. Um, yeah. And uh, you might see me there and be able to come and say hi and check out the uh, the Skyline R32 GTI. Dude, I can't wait to see it in person. Maybe um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out when I, I should buy my tickets. I'm going to be back home for the holidays. So nice. I will definitely uh, we'll shoot, we'll shoot some content, bro. Oh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I can't wait to see you coming back and uh, you can uh, you can uh, let, uh, you drive the GTR and drive the WRX around here, man. Don't worry. Dope, <laughs> dope, 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 dope. Awesome, awesome. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll plan some meets. We'll, we'll make some. We'll, we'll 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 plan some meets. I mean, like last time I did it, you know, like so. I don't know if it's a good idea to do. It. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> um. <laughs> Might get a bit crazy, but let's let's see what let's see what happens. It might be fun. Yeah, we'll 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 find something, man. Some some sort of cars and coffee event thing. All right, dude. Yeah, that sounds great. All right, let me get let you All get right. back to your evening, and I should probably head back now because uh, they probably have a limit here at this Tully's. They're like, <laughs> no problem. Like, why, why is this guy still here nursing this coffee? So that's <laughs> all good, man. Drink your coffee as slow as you want. Thanks, brother. <laughs> But uh, thanks for uh, having me on the podcast again, man. It's a pleasure speaking with you, and you stay safe, bro. Okay? Always. Yeah, I'll see you next time. And, uh, yeah, thanks again for, for, for your time. So, let me see. It's been great. Take care. See ya. Hey, guys. Welcome back. So, I'm going to keep this short because we already did kind of a long ending for that podcast uh once again thank you so much to jamal for spending the time with me on this podcast and make sure to check him out and his content as well uh i'm gonna link to him on the post on instagram and yeah i i i hope you i suppose enjoyed listening to this podcast or amazing gave you a little bit of background of, of what's been going on uh it's very disappointing uh, but it is what it is, and let's just see where the chips fall after this. But that's it. So I'm gonna end this. I'm gonna end this here. And once again, thank you guys for listening, and uh, I'll see you guys in the next podcast.